I'm After McManus, Director of Marketing at Affectiva. Welcome to Affectiva Asks, a human-centric AI podcast, where each episode we will interview a thought leader doing cutting-edge work in the AI space. A little bit about us, Affectiva is the pioneer of human perception AI, software that can detect nuanced human emotions, complex cognitive states, behaviors, activities, and interactions. And Affectiva is applying that technology to advance the next generation of multimodal in-cabin sensing. Today's episode features Abdo Mahmoud, Senior Product Manager at Affectiva. During the interview, he talks to us a bit about his background and career trajectory at Affectiva, while also describing Affectiva's offerings that enable an understanding of what is happening with the people inside the vehicle. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. With me, I have Abdo, Product Manager at Affectiva. Thank you so much for making the time to speak today. Oh, thanks, Ashley, for hosting me. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Awesome. So let's start with your background. Can you speak to your career trajectory and how you arrived to your role at Affectiva today? Uh, yeah, so... I grew up uh, at in Cairo, Egypt. I was uh, passionate about uh, machines and how do do I make them more uh, friendly and kind of uh, human machine interaction in general. In uh, during my college, I was lucky enough to get involved in a project with the Effective Computing Group uh, at the Media Lab, uh, where we were detecting facial expressions. Um, then Affectiva spun out of the Affective Computing Group um, and to commercialize the technology around facial expression uh, detection. Uh, the main main application was in, in market research, and now it's uh, we we deviated into automotive. Uh, so I joined Affectiva, uh, starting first as a software engineer. Uh, I wanted to learn more about um, what it would take to actually build uh, cloud software, and also help productize that technology that I, or the research project that I worked on in the media lab. Uh, and then, and then eventually I wanted to play a more critical role in, uh, defining use cases, but also defining what a human machine interaction should, uh, look like and how this emotion recognition technology should be used. And that's how I ended up being a product manager. Great. So let's talk about your current role a little bit. I know you're currently focused on more occupant experience side of uh, vehicles. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that, what that means, and maybe what you're working on? Yeah. So generally speaking, I work with uh, OEMs on defining uh, use cases around what, how the technology or how um, artificial intelligence technology in general or AI could be used in uh, in smart cabins. Uh, that is uh, from telling the smart AI, the, the in, for instance, the virtual assistant or the infotainment system in the car where people are sitting uh, all the way through to how they're feeling uh, to what are the objects that are, they're interacted with or they left uh, in the car. Um, and finally, uh, are they, if it's the driver, is, is, are they awake or asleep? I focus more on the, uh, holistic view of the cabin. Uh, typically I work with, uh, cameras more than microphones, I guess. Uh, although we, we have both technologies, uh, but, um, I work more with cameras, basic, uh, cameras that see the whole cabin, uh, and, uh, gets 
and analyze the scene to try to understand information about everyone in the cabin. So in your opinion, what are some of the key challenges, you know, the automotive industry faces in trying to improve these in-cabin occupant experiences within the car? Yeah, uh, I think like any new technology, um, AI specific comes with its own challenges around uh, productization, also running on uh, platforms in the car uh, that... uh, mostly weren't designed to run AI systems to begin with or or the designers presence of the system on chips uh, didn't have from the get-go uh, in mind the idea of implementing complex uh, AI um, pipelines on their to run on their hardware um, so that's what, I guess one big challenge there is another challenge around more specifically how users are going to receive these interactions and how to make the interactions or the models for instance to learn uh, around uh, about the um, about the behavior of the user uh, but also the third challenge is around how do you design HMI systems that uh, compensate for uh, failures in an AI model for because for instance uh, AI models are never perfect there's always a trade-off between the accuracy of a model and the um, for instance, the speed of the inference. So how do you compensate uh, for that by using smart HMI uh, systems? Um, and then generally speaking, what, what people are started doing or the, the current approach is to use multiple signals from the vehicle uh, to be able to uh, make a smart decision. Um, like, for example, in the driver marching space, uh, use multiple signals uh, between the uh, telematics as well as the uh, driver marching system. Uh, in the in-cabin sensing space, use multiple uh, signals. Uh, like, for example, if you want to give a seatbelt warning, uh, we use multiple signals about uh, where people are sitting by looking at the scene of the camera, but also if there are other sensors that are attached to the seat uh, that can uh, help narrow down or validate that signal. Interesting. So, you know, understanding these challenges, what are the opportunities for shaping kind of the new in-cabin sensing solutions of the future? And what role do you see Affectiva technology playing in this? Uh, Yeah, so at Affectiva, as I mentioned, we are uh, not just focused anymore on just emotion. We want to, uh, in the field of automotive or in the automotive vertical, uh, we're building an AI system that can uh, analyze the scene and understand different aspects of the scene. Um, and the, that is critical for smart cabins in, in, in the future. Uh, generally speaking, with the push into uh, having autonomous uh, cars or level four to level, uh, sorry, level three to level four uh, cars, how uh, it's, it's, it's going to be uh, the next the next challenge in automotive is going to be about differentiating or paying attention to the HMI in the car to be able to differentiate experiences across different brands uh, as well as um, also in the ride-sharing use cases where you have a complete robotaxi, how do you differentiate a ride-share, one ride-sharing company from another ride-sharing company? Um, also, especially around how do you monetize, for instance, um, the time of of the, pe- the people that are spending uh, inside uh, inside the cabin and, and use uh, capture their attention uh, and monetize that. Uh, 
the all of these uh, challenges around the in cabin of the future uh, or the cabin of the future the smart cabin uh, need for it you need to understand or the systems need to understand what is happening inside the cabin um, so they need data around uh, where people are sitting what objects are in the scene are they paying attention or not to for instance if you're uh, having them watch a video, are they cognitively loaded or not, um, and, and so on. Uh, and that's uh, that's essentially the next uh, frontier after people have been focused a lot on uh, how to make the cars are uh, to drive itself. But the, the next frontier is actually um, inwards. How do you uh, how do you customize or how do you personalize that experience? Okay, so what, in your opinion, do you think the technical hurdles that are most challenging to overcome in order to create this, you know, in-cabin experience of the future? I think the the biggest technical hurdle is um, is actually how do you help these systems learn uh, feedback from the users, and how do you update them? Um, using shared knowledge, for instance, either from the uh, different vehicles or uh, shared or, or knowledge by essentially having a model getting retrained and then uh, deploying that model. Uh, I think that's the kind of the biggest challenge when it comes to in-cabin sensing because this is a bit different from how the automotive industry has been uh, operating uh, so far. Um, and so a lot of the software, as complex um, the software in the car is going to get the more complex it's going to get, the more maintenance it would need uh, in the uh, long term, um, and 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 building that in, it's just a shift of mindset when it comes to the automotive uh, industry. Uh, I think that's one. The other the other challenge that I would um, that I would highlight is that uh, building systems that are AI based or using AI models um, inside them is a bit different from traditional software development. Um, at Affectiva, we use a hybrid approach uh, for for building AI systems. We use um, machine learning models or deep learning based models married with um, rule based models, and that helps us to get a bit more predictability in terms of behavior. Um, and that that's a bit uh, a slightly different approach than uh, com- going completely or like traditional software development. We have the design, the all of the rules predefined. Um, it's a completely different way of uh, how do you build these systems, how do you validate these systems in the wild. So uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating how the industry is shifting and how is the uh, the model around how you're developing a car is essentially uh, shift shifting and will continue to shift over the next couple of years. All right. So earlier in your answer, you were talked about uh, different vehicles. Do, I just wanted to clarify, do you mean the same person using different vehicles? So like if I have more than one car or are you talking about like a ride sharing use case? Yeah, uh, I guess both. I see both use cases. Uh, in one case, imagine if you uh, a business model where um, you're just renting a car and you have a profile. Your profile shifts from one car to another. Um, that profile is used to authenticate you using your face when you get into the car to get to make sure that you have access to that car uh, all the way through to putting your seat your seat um, preferences 
for that car automatically when you get into the car uh, and light conditions, preferred routes, and, and so on, uh, all the way through to showing you your uh, personalized um, personalized content. So that's that's if you are kind of transferring between different cars. Um, Maybe they're leased cars. Maybe you own some of them or not. Uh, all the way through to completely a ride-sharing vehicle where you don't own, you're just renting a car from a fleet uh, and you're getting into the uh, the vehicle for the first time and it's essentially personalizing, uh, personalizing experience there. Uh, are there any technological innovations in mobility that really excite you? Yes. Uh, Two things. Uh, one of them is 5G connectivity. I think that's gonna, going to be a game changer for everyone, uh, especially around how to update software, how to communicate uh, data that the vehicle has learned with uh, other vehicles or with, for instance, um, ride-sharing companies. Uh, that's one. I think the other one is uh, the introduction of virtual assistants in the car. I think that's also going to be a game changer uh, as far as uh, HMI in the car. Um, and that's because uh, the, the HMI in the car has, has for a long time been stagnant. Uh, there's not a lot of focus on it uh, versus the recent years. Uh, Virtual assistants are essentially, it's the way that humans interact. They interact either through facial expressions or through voice. Uh, voice interfaces are natural when it comes to uh, human communication. Uh, so that's going to be a game changer when it comes to uh, HMI in the car. I think the next step on HMI, on essentially virtual assistants is going beyond um, beyond just having them answer specific set of commands that are in the domain uh, of the car to have them be able to carry a conversation. Uh, and in order for them to be able to do that, they have to recognize the emotional side of the conversation in addition to the um, being able to recognize the words, what is being said. Um, and that's a bit in line with with what we're working on with, um, with the Nuance team. Um, in terms of the digital automotive branch with the nuance team, uh, in terms of how do you make the interaction with the car uh, a bit more personalized? How do you detect things like frustration? Uh, for example, uh, if uh, of an HMI in the vehicle uh, and be able to respond to that and change the tone of voice, change the, the, the virtual assistant behavior and, and so on. Cool. So, so how, how do you see, see the, the role of OEMs and tier ones transforming with all of this industry change? And are you seeing any trends in your conversations with them or our partners? Yeah, uh, I think the industry is um, is changing. Traditionally, requirements had get handed down between the OEMs to the tier one suppliers to the tier twos. I guess in that case, I would consider Africa as a as a tier two. Uh, Generally speaking, that is different. It's, it's becoming more of a collaboration process uh, as far as the requirements between three parties, tier ones, tier twos, and, 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 and OEMs. Uh, and the idea is that um, that will, because these systems are becoming more complex, uh, it's, you have to get involved in the design from, from day one. Um, and, and, and that it, it's becoming a bit more collaborative, which is, uh, which is cool. <laughs> awesome. 
So you are speaking at a couple of upcoming events. Um, I know one of them, Drag World and Mobility California, and also at our Evolutionary Summit. I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about what you will be covering in those presentations. Yeah, so in, in Drive World, as well as uh, in the summit, I'll talk a little bit about the technical challenges of deploying a AI-based uh, product, more specifically in in-cabin sensing uh, in the car. Uh, what we have learned uh, so far, I guess, from our experiences and what, what are the things that uh, when you're thinking about, about designing such product, what are the things that you uh, or uh, anyone could should uh, keep into account more specifically five things the in the um, mobility conference I actually am on a panel that is uh, about artificial intelligence um, and how does what does that mean uh, for uh, for the automotive industry and so I'm looking forward to that productive conversation uh, in, in general. <laughs> All right. So this also uh, would be your third Emotion AI Summit, the first one where you're a speaker, I believe. Um, yeah. Can you tell us uh, your experiences with this summit and what the event's like and what you thought? Yes. Yeah, so the summit uh, over the last couple of years has been an excellent opportunity to interact uh, with people across the aisle who are working in the artificial intelligence uh, or AI or building on building AI systems or building HMI systems that are using AI systems. Um, and it's an excellent opportunity for people to talk about uh, things like how do you design these systems in an ethical way and avoid bias. That was the main one of the main themes in last year's uh, Motion AI Summit. Uh, this year, it's the theme is... A, a, even more closer to my heart because it's about how to design human-centric uh, HMIs or human-centric systems in general. Uh, it's going to be an excellent opportunity to talk with uh, people in different industries, especially in automotive, uh, around uh, around that topic. Very cool. So anything else you'd like to touch on or if you have any asks of people listening or recommendations where people can go to learn more? Yeah, uh, definitely come to the Emotion AI Summit. Uh, we uh, would love to have you. We'd love to um, have the different discussions uh, with you. Uh, check out uh, our uh, website to know more about uh, our automotive products, uh, whether it's uh, driver monitoring systems or uh, in-cabin sensing systems. Uh, feel free to reach out uh, either over Twitter or through our Affectiva Twitter in order to talk more about in-cabin sensing. I'd love to hear more around how you're envisioning, uh, what data are you looking for inside the cabin, uh, how do you envision these systems, and how do you and in the interaction between uh, the, your users uh, and these systems in the car. Um, and that's it. <laughs> Great. So one last question we're asking all of our guests. If your car could do one thing in the future to make your life easier, what would it be? Uh, good question. What would it be? Huh? Uh, I would love it. Is So I am one of those uh, people, very bad people, who text while they drive um, or check more specifically, mostly Slack. Um, and I would love, like, at some points in time in my commute back from the office, 
uh, I would love it if my car could recognize that state and essentially take over and recommend that it will take over driving for me. Um, I think that is actually not in the far future. It's a couple of technologies in mind that get played here, uh, that are in play here. Um, a lot of the external perception stuff where uh, cars are going to be have that capability to drive themselves in geofenced areas. Um, so I'm hoping Boston is going to be one of those. Uh, and then the other one would be a camera inside the car that recognizes that there's a cell phone in my hand or that my attention is not on the road or both. Uh, or that the cell phone in my hand is not, is an indication that I don't have uh, my attention on the road. Uh, and, and essentially use that information uh, to, to actually recommend that it would take over driving. And I have to note that just using my eye gaze to determine that is not probably not going to work because I'm pretty good at um, making sure that I have uh, situational awareness of what's happening on the road by uh, periodically glancing it and trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Okay. So your car is going to help you work more. Got it. <laughs> um, all right. So that's all I have for you. And I want to thank you, Abdo, so much for making the time to speak with us today. Uh, thank you very much for hosting me again. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Building a product that understands occupant emotions, cognitive states, and reactions to the driving experience is no easy feat. This conversation with Abdo helped me to understand how Affectiva is building human perception AI to deliver an intelligent in-cabin environment that is responsive and adaptive to the needs of the people in it. Abdo will be speaking at a number of events in the coming months, as well as presenting a technical workshop at our Emotion AI Summit coming up on October 15th in Boston. Visit our events page to learn more or visit EmotionAISummit.com. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Affectiva's human-centric AI podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes. We're also on social media, so please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Affectiva to share any feedback you have on the show and weigh in on the discussion using hashtag AffectivaAsks. Don't forget to rate us and comment with your feedback to make the podcast more discoverable for others. Until next time, thanks for listening.